Okay, so let's、we'll、stop. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Parenting Unknown podcast. My name is Matt. Thanks again for listening for another week. And if you're anywhere in the California area like I am, you may have realized in the past couple of days that summer's already here. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's the winter, but yesterday and today has been 90 degrees, 90 plus, and for the next couple of days, it's supposed to be hot too. So, I mean, that's global warming. Thanks a lot, Al Gore. It shouldn't take away. I mean, it's, well, personally for me, I've been having this real bad, like, I wouldn't say real bad cough, but I've been having a cough. Cough, some wheezing, not COVID or anything. I've tested myself, you know, being a little bit paranoid. Called the doctor. Doctor said I might have some kind of asthma allergies. I mean, I used to have when I was a kid, when I was a little chubby kid, maybe around, I know, you're probably thinking like you were a chubby kid, you still are, but <laughs> maybe like when I was around 10 years old, I want to say. I did have it for a little bit, but once I started, like, I don't know, being more active, it, I guess it went away. But I guess it's something you live with the rest of your life or whatnot. But, anyways, I'm、um, going to take some medicine, take care of that. But other than that, everything's been pretty solid. Everyone's asleep in the house, so that gives me time to record, and I'm here. And so this episode is going to be called We Measure Ourselves Through the Eyes of Who We Love. I mean, I like, for so many others out there, I have, I have a hard time accepting who I am. You know, who I am, what I was. It sounds a little off, but it feels, feels a little strange saying that. I thought at times that I'm living my life through like a third person, seeing what I'm going through through like an outside lens. But I mean, it's like, it's true what they say, like, we are our worst critics. And like some people, I don't see the potential in myself. And I, I really don't. I could root for anybody that's close to me, friends, family, wife, and all that. I could root for them, support them, you know, a, a thousand percent. But when it comes to like turning that to myself, it's kind of like, well, better luck next time, kid. I just, I just don't have it in me to believe in myself. But you know, I'm, I'm 32 and I'm, I'm seeing it a bit. 32 years seems like a lot, but it really isn't. It's just a, a small flash in the grand scheme of the universe. But thinking about, I've been thinking about this reflection actually for the past couple of weeks. There's a famous show, one of our favorites. It is called The Office. And the main character, I wouldn't say one of, the main character, Michael Scott says, I would always imagine the worst day in my life would be. And that's when Steve Martin dies. I too wonder, but how will my last memory be? You can only imagine like the worst day of your life is, well, when your body decides to pass. So I start to wonder myself, like, what will my last memory be? What will go through my head when I take my final breath?、Uh, honestly, I, I hope it's many, 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 many years from now. You know, but as I'm getting older, I, I think of it often. How do I measure what I've, what I've done in my life? Or if I even had a good one, if, if that's possible to think. Is life measured by love, happiness? And then I start thinking, like, am I wondering too much? Am I getting too much in my head? Some may say yes. So I should wait and just see what happens, right? I really think of my mortality often. At times, I do wish I could live forever. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, of course I would wanna live forever. Like, but I think it's the fear 
of what's on the other side, the unknown of what happens after we pass. You know, but as much as I want to live forever, it's not without any like creepy vampire stigmas. I don't honestly don't think we're meant for that, to be immortal, to live forever. I think we're meant to live and pass down life lessons. Some positive lessons that I learned in my upbringing can be traced back to my ancestors' teaching. Lessons we have passed down generations to generations, some that we have adapted from old times to new times. But I do think once you get to a certain age, you start to look in your life. I'm a deep thinker. There's times where I just get lost in my thoughts. I, I zone out. But you know, you, you think, I think back at my life. What should I have done differently? Should I have done everything differently? Should there be... I mean, sure. There is the, if I should have gone back to school or got more money scenario. You know, a lot of people tend to think that. But honestly, I would do everything the exact same. I would have to go through all that pain over and over and over again. I've had to repeat it until the end of time. I would totally do it again. Because all this has just really been led up to me marrying my wife, holding my boy and my girl for the first time, seeing them smile. Right now, they're five and three. I would, I would totally do it again for them, without a doubt. We can see how our lives have played out in the love from the ones that we share our lives with. Husbands, wives, kids, family. Sometimes they see things in ourselves that we just don't. Sometimes it's hard for us to grasp that we're actually good people. We're just too down on ourselves so much. And it's, it's us being our worst critics, but it does take somebody from the outside to kind of give you that little bump. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I, I don't think, I don't think shit of myself sometimes. There's parts of me that don't even think I'm a good dad. But, you know, my wife comes in and when we have our talks, sometimes I, you know, I go deep thinking and let off some of my insecurities, you know, vice versa. And we're always there to pick each other up. We're always there to back us up, you know, hundred percent of the time. And that's what sometimes we need, whether it's your close friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, sister, whoever. We do need that sometimes. But it's that little life layer that we have to break through. I mean, next time when you are with your loved ones, stay quiet. Watch them interact with you or see how they interact with each other, with other people. Honestly, just feel that emotion, that energy they give off. That's a great everlasting impression that you could ever think of. Then take a note on how you feel about that. The smiles, the hugs, they give meaning sometimes. It means they love you to share this precious life with you. It's what we do. You know, then ask myself, is this what we do when we have our final thoughts? Think of others. I've had a few experiences with a couple older family members who were close to their transition. Towards the end, they talked about their family a lot. You know, maybe. I remember my grandma towards the end, it seemed like she started talking about her family a lot, a lot more. And then I could tell that her not speaking to her, what, three, four kids on a regular basis, five, including my mom, I think, was not really talking those, to those kids as often as she would. You could tell in the last year or so of her life, it, it was weighing in on her. It was hurting her. And I, I'm pretty sure that she was having the same thoughts. Was I a good mom? Could I have done anything differently? If I would have done something differently, would things have been different? It's all these questions that we beat ourselves up over. So maybe. Maybe in my time I could look back at my, my life, my wife, my kids, and just, just feel happy. Feel like 
kind of feels like looking at them, like looking at their lives was kind of what I had my life wrapped around. It was a reason to keep me here all these years. That honestly helped me find my path. You know, my other family members and close friends too. But, you know, I mean, thinking about the kids, thinking about my wife, it's a big, I mean, once you have that, that's it. It's over. Once you have your kids, once you have your first kid, it, it's over for you. They are number one the rest of your life. And you can't help to think of even them, even when it's your, your last time, thinking about your last time, thinking about your last memory. You just can't help to think about others. But, you know, is that, is that what we should measure ourselves with? Should we? If I were to take the next step right now, I know the person who my kids and my wife saw was a good person. Loving, caring, protective, present, most importantly. Qualities that I would have been quick to dismiss, but I don't believe them, but I wish to stay humble. You know, I know that I am the above, the loving, caring, protective, present, good person. But I know something in me that kind of doesn't want to, I guess, accept it because I don't want to get big headed or I just really scared of losing it. That's just who I am. I'm scared of getting too excited about certain things. I remember when I sold my first shirt, I was excited. I don't let myself get too excited. So I was just, you know, once you have something good, I'm getting, I'm scared of it being taken away. But you know, all those good qualities, I see that in their eyes. I see the love they have for me. I see the love they have for me. That feeling of knowing inside, seeing it with your own eyes is, is life altering. When your kids get their little hands and they put them on your cheeks and they either give you a kiss on the nose, the lips, the forehead, you feel, you feel that energy, that connection, that love, that just pure pulsating joyness of life. One of the most purest feelings you get from parent to kid. But what I'm getting for this episode is don't be afraid to look at yourself with confidence while you're here on this earth. Don't wait till your last days to look back, think like, I know I'm guilty of doing that, thinking about, I'm going to be thinking about my last days, but I need to be present here. I need to be present now. I need to be present for my wife, my kids. And I don't want to wait for the last moments then to look back and say, well, I guess I had a good life. Like you got to just enjoy it while you have it right now. Cause it's like, it's like what they always say. Tomorrow's not promise. Tomorrow, you never know. And it, it's true. Just turn on the news for like 10, 15 minutes. You see things happening. Murders, suicides, robberies, car accidents. So it's nothing's, nothing's ever promised. I try not to think of all of this often, but when I do, it is mind-altering for me. It makes me appreciate everything more. It humbles myself. It makes me go outside and look at everything that's going around and just smile. You know, but when I do think of all that, all this appreciation, everything just seems so much more lovely. It gives me a greater love and joy for life. I'm enjoying every second of the day, every blink, every breath. I mean, I'm fortunate. I'm living life. Something so mysterious, yet so fragile. I hope I could just live up to the expectations. I hope I could just live up to the expectations I put on myself and how I want to be for my wife and kids. Because five years ago, when on six, as soon as I heard my boy's first heartbeat, seen him in the ultrasound, seen him come to this life, that was it. My life was now theirs. My daughter came up, that just doubled. My life was just theirs. It's something that parents don't really tell their kids about when they have their kids. I mean, if they did, more power to you, but I, I've never heard it. 
even with some close people, I've I've never heard it. But they don't let you know that once you have a kid, it completely turns turns your world upside down. They don't let you know that some of the thoughts you have, some of the enjoyments you used to have that were very adolescent, very for you in the now, they don't let you know that those aren't yours no more. Everything's now revolving around the kids until the day you die. Because even though you'll grow up, I'm an adult now, so even though I'll get older, kids will get older, let's say if they go to school, get a job, go to college, whatever, they're out busy having their own lives, they're still going to be on your mind. They're going to want the best for them, but it's all about finding that balance between putting everything you have for them and to you know, living out your life. I guess that's why sometimes as parents, you got to take maybe a day or not a day or two, like consecutive, you know, but a day once in a while to, if you and your girlfriend go on a date, go out for a little bit. But it's funny, like me and my wife do that once in a while. But when we do, what are we talking about? We're talking about the kids constantly. I mean, they're alive. What could we say? We always said that when we have kids, we put them first. It's not a one-track thing where I said that or she said that and the other one disagrees. It's, we understood. We know our childhoods were, weren't ideal for us. So when it came to our kids, we were going to make sure that they don't have that. They don't look at all the drunken fights, all the addicts shooting up, smoking pipes, high on PCP, drinking down to the bottle to your very last breath of life, the violence, the gangs. We don't want any of that for the kids. And it's something that you really got to separate yourself from because let's face it, you're constantly in that, that lifestyle. You're constantly surrounding yourself around that. Chances are your kids might see a couple of things or two, or you might be, you might be part of it. You know, there's, there's been a ton of friends growing up that they were just part of that life and they knew it too. They knew their parents were, were addicts. They knew what they seen at home was just going to be part of their life. And it was only a matter of time. I remember kids that were eight, 10 years old. I already knew that they were going to be part of a gang. I already talked like they were part of the gang themselves, talking about other friends, their dads. And they just knew that it was just waiting for them. Once they got a little bit older, then they're going to start doing the stuff, whatever stuff they do to, to prove themselves. And it's unfortunate, but it's a lot of these situations that we see growing up that the kids are forced to grow up either fast or accommodating to a certain way. And before, kids that were acting like kids, like they should, having imagination, being crazy and kooky, those kids were always seen weird because while well, everybody else had, everyone else had a lot of growing up to do. A lot of things that were going on in our lives that we had to shape up, and if not, it wasn't going to do no good, trying to be something that we were not at the time. Trust me, a lot of us wanted to be the kids too. A lot of us wanted to be crazy and kooky, but we did that around our family, we either gave caught being called certain names. We looked at certain ways, being called idiots. So a lot of us had to grow up and adapt. And that's something that we don't want for our kids. We want our kids to be kids. I don't give a shit how long that takes them to quote unquote mature. But I mean, my, our kids are five and three. They're, they're definitely kids. They're kids to the point where they could care less about getting Nikes, about getting Adidas shoes, even Vans. What do these kids want? Frozen and Paw Patrol shoes. That's it. They could care less about what we think, how we want to dress. Something as simple as a Paw Patrol shoe, a Frozen shoe. It means the world to them. But you know, that's 
their kids. They're enjoying it. They're excited, getting excited for Christmas. Now they're getting excited for the birthdays, the tooth fairy, hanging out with friends, going to the park. They're, they're just genuinely excited. It comes with the ups and downs of learning. It comes with the ups and downs of trying to play with the other kids, but the other kids don't want to play with them. It happens. It happens to all of us. But it's all about those lessons. It's all about trying to learning to brush those off, trying to pick yourself up and just keep moving forward. And I mean, that's part of how kids should be building up to a certain level to where we are right now or adults living life on our own. But it doesn't come easy. It doesn't come in a day. I mean, right now the kids are five and three. So there's a lot's going on. A lot of rules, a lot of life lessons, schoolwork. A lot of things are happening. So to add unwanted pressure of seeing your family getting drunk, going through drugs, fighting with each other, like me seeing my uncle push my pregnant aunt against the wall while he was high on PCP and swinging, hitting her, other uncles joining in, fighting them off. And, you know, our kids don't need to see that. They don't need that, that stain burning them. Even though they're five and three, something like they remember. You don't think that's the case? I mean, I could tell you firsthand, they remember. I mean, my first memory is seeing my mother on the witness stand. Pretty damn sad, but I mean, that's what, that's what I mean by kids remember. They soak a lot of things up and those traumatic experiences, well, they're going to be dealing with PTSD until, well, you see a therapist or they're talking on the podcast like this. But all this leading into measuring ourselves with the people that we love, people that we surround ourselves with. And if you have that good set around you, then I do think in your last days, you get small and rest easy and say, you know what? You've had a good life. Everything's good. I used to be really, really scared of death, but now I'm at to the point where if I keep doing what I'm doing, if I'm teaching the kids right, they're able to have a good childhood, a good teenagehood, and you know, progress into wonderful adults that I know they're going to be, and we keep good relationships with each other, I think that'll be it. I think I can go knowing that our spirits, our teachings that we pass through will live on and the kids will hopefully teach their kids that hopefully they will show their kids that they've had loving parents and now it's their turn to be the loving parent. I try to think about all this passing on stuff, but it does happen once in a while. And when it does, it's a little heavy sometimes, but like you got to turn that frown upside down as funny as it says and really enjoy everything that's around you from little things to big things. And right now I'm enjoying talking on this. I'm of course, watching Sopranos is the background. Kids are asleep. They're fed. They're showered. They're hydrated. You got to take these victories when you can. You never know when something unfortunate might happen. But think positively. We have these negative thoughts sometimes. Like I do with these major life events. You got to turn them around somehow. But definitely live the life you're going to live. Love the people you're going to love. And choose a good, you know, positive enforcement of people that you're going to surround yourself with. And remember, they don't always have to be family. They could be friends. It's like the song from Rise Against, Swing Life Away. I've had some friends, some friends that I've hardly known, but we had some times that I would have changed for the world. Those little moments that you could just enjoy, remember, and cherish. So thanks again for listening for another week, and until next time.